Hello, this is Dr. Adam's Flavor. Today I'm going to speak to you about vitamins. Yeah, I know. We Every time we go into the supermarket or we go into the pharmacy, we see those shelves and shelves of all those vitamins. And it can be quite dizzying. It can be quite alarming. It can be quite confusing. And it's funny. I remember when I was in my training and seeing patients lugging in like shopping bags filled with these little pills, which I had absolutely no idea what they did. And they they and they said that this this little pill does this and this little pill does that and this one's for rheumatism and i remember looking at them thinking like i really have no idea what you're talking about because honestly in medical school most doctors majority of doctors don't really get much of training when it comes to diet and nutrition i remember when i was in medical school we had two weeks two whole weeks that focused on nutrition and vitamins and the funny thing, or the, to compare it that too, is we had several months worth of ph pharmacology. Uh, pharmacology was really the study of, of, of drugs, understanding the classes of drugs, the types of drugs, what they do, what their interactions are, what their adverse reactions are, where, what, what they used to treat. And so you become a, very, very quickly, you become an expert in, in medications. But we, uh, we don't really get become experts in vitamins. And so I, I said to myself, okay, I got to figure this one out. Because, you know, here we have this little lady coming with a shopping bag, literally of, of bottles and bottles of vitamins. And it, it honestly is, is a bit unnerving. I mean, I think this woman ate more vitamins than she did at, at one of her meals. Um, I, I envisioned her, like her entire cupboard being bare, but she had her vitamins, this huge bowl of vitamins. Um, and looking back in hindsight, um, it seems a little bit silly. But at the end of the day, um, you know, there is some validity to taking supplements. There is some um, posit positive uh, aspects of, of actually taking uh, these, these vitamins. Um, but I'm not a proponent of someone, you know, shotgunning like 3 billion vitamins and taking everything under the sun because you don't need it. You don't need it. Basically, vitamins and minerals, what they are, they're called essential vitamins and minerals because your body doesn't make them. You have to rely on to get them from external sources. Obviously, the best place for you to get your vitamins are from is from your food. Obviously, if you're eating a well-balanced uh, whole food uh, diet, which includes fruits and vegetables and whole grains and, and you know high-quality lean proteins, um, you, you'll do quite well at getting most of the essential vitamins that you need. Of course... Here in America, uh, we don't exactly have the greatest of diets. Um, they actually call it uh, the standard American diet or SAD, standard American diet, um, because we are lacking. We're lacking a number of, um, of essential vitamins. In fact, actually, when you see um, on, on a lot of these boxes and labels, it says fortified with eight vitamins and minerals. Why is it fortified? Because in the process of making a lot of these things, a lot of those vitamins were taken out, and so they have to throw them back in uh, to give you you know, the, the necessary vitamins. One of those, um, one of those that, that they actually did on purpose was putting folic acid in almost everything, uh, specifically in grains. And the reason why is they found that when people were deficient in folic acid or folate, uh, there were actually more uh, incidences of neural tube defects. People had spinal defects. Um, and so that that's just one example of what happens when you don't have enough vitamins on board, specifically folic acid. There are a number of other deficiencies that are out there. They're rare. They're very rare. I mean, you have people who can become uh, 
you know, deficient in vitamin C, uh, end up with, with scurvy. Um, but that's unusual because, you know, people nowadays get their vitamin C from their, their oranges and their orange juice and, and people take supplements. Um, also, uh, people used to have, um, have vitamin D issues. They would have uh, deficiency of vitamin D and they end up with scurvy or, or brittle bones. Um, but those things are relegated to the past because, again, a lot of these vitamins are added to our diet. There are some vitamins that we, um, we know that are depleted many times when we take certain medicines or we have certain disease states. Um, for example, when my patients are put on medicines to lower cholesterol, a class of medicines called statins, uh, we know that they also can not only uh, lower your cholesterol, but also can lower your vitamin CoQ10. Um, so anytime someone goes on a statin or goes on certain other medicines like beta blockers or certain blood pressure medicines or certain, uh, you know, other medicines that are out there, we like to supplement with vitamin CoQ10, otherwise known as ubiquinol. Um, and that's specifically because when you lack vitamin CoQ10, when you lack ubiquinol, you end up getting aches and pains and muscle cramps and spasms. And, and that's because you've, um, you've, you've, uh, and unable to produce energy using the traditional methods, and they have to switch to a less effective method uh, where it produces something called lactic acid or this chemical that basically causes almost like a burn. Uh, we make lactic acid all the time, especially when you, you're working out too hard in the gym, you get that charley horse, you get that soreness afterwards. That's all because of lactic acid that's building up in your muscles. Well, the same thing will happen when your vitamin CoQ10 stores are low or your ubiquinol stores are low, your, vitamin, your body, body starts accumulating lactic acid. Other vitamins uh, that are out there, uh, in addition to uh, vitamin C and vitamin D, the B-complex vitamins, which also includes folic acid, which I mentioned earlier. But a lot of the B-complex vitamins are very important in, in terms of producing energy, producing, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the currency of, uh, of life, um, basically allowing you to, to do what you need to do, giving your body and your cells energy to make enzymes and make proteins to, to, uh, to divide um, and all those things are really um, important when, when you look at it, um, that uh, you need your B-complex vitamins, B1, B2, B3, B4, all the way up to B12. Um, B12 is important uh, in also in, in producing blood cells. So the B, B vitamins are all very, very good. Um, there's a certain uh, situation where people have uh, a, a difficulty um, bringing down an amino acid and it builds up in their bloodstream. It's called homocysteine is the amino acid and they have high homocysteine levels. There's a number of um, claims that high homocysteine levels can possibly increase your risk for cardiovascular disease, can increase your risk for stroke or certain types of cancers. Um, and so there are those that will actually treat high homocysteine by giving uh, folic acid and B12, which helps lower it. However, there are certain circumstances or certain individuals in the population that happen to have a genetic mutation. They have a gene in their body that's mutated. And despite throwing all the folic acid, despite throwing all the B12 at that, that patient, they still can't quite bring down their homocysteine levels. Um, in that case, you need to um, recommend to that patient that they take a different form of, of that vitamin, a methylated form of that vitamin like uh, methylfolate or uh, methyl cyanocobalamin, methyl B12, um, in certain really rare circumstances when the homocysteine levels are really, really high, you can add in something like trimethylglycine or TMG, uh, otherwise known as betaine. Um, all these things help lower homocysteine. The data isn't 100% uh, clear in terms of whether or not it does reduce cardiovascular risk, uh, but we do know when the, these, these levels are high, uh, they, 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 those risks are actually go up as well. Um, other vitamins that um, that are important for, for people, omega-3 fatty acids or fish oil. 
extremely important. And the reason why we need omega-3 fatty acids fish oil um, is because they contain um, triglycerides. They contain um, they contain these these compounds that make up our cell membranes. They make up our um, they make up our, uh, um, our our brain is is primarily composed of these triglycerides, and so you need you need enough omega three fatty acids not only to produce these cell membranes or produce these these um, the 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 cell membrane that the, the the wall that keeps the cell together, but also it's needed for metabolism and energy. Um, these these uh, medis- these uh, compounds or triglycerides that are in free, uh, these fatty acids or these these uh, fish oil are um, are actually a very big source of energy uh, for the body. So taking a little bit of omega-3 fatty acids um, is extremely important. Uh, helps you make hormones, to, helps you make bile salts, may even help you bring down your, your triglycerides and even your sugar. Um, so that's a biggie. Um, so those are just some of the vitamins that I may recommend. And a lot of times I'll only recommend certain vitamins depending on what's going on in their labs. After looking at their labs very clearly, looking at um, in terms of what needs to be addressed, um, like I mentioned homocysteine earlier, um, I'm mentioning now um, the use of uh, omega-3 fatty acids or fish oil, specifically to, for uh, lowering triglycerides. It's a good way of doing it. Triglycerides are actually part of your uh, cholesterol panel, your lipid panel. Um, they're actually, believe it or not, it's funny, when you look at the cholesterol panel and you look at triglycerides, triglycerides aren't really cholesterol. They're actually um, a function of, of carbohydrate metabolism or metabolism of sugars. And when you have high triglycerides, it's actually an indication to me as a doctor that you're having trouble metabolizing carbohydrates. You're having t- trouble metabolizing sugars. And when that happens, um, usually what happens that coming down the pike, those patients will have issues like diabetes or prediabetes. Um, so it's just a telltale sign that tells me that I have to address the carbohydrate issue, whether they're eating too many sugars or drinking too many sugars, um, cutting out things like pasta, rice, potatoes, bread, cookies, cake, candy, juices, and alcohol. Alcohol actually is a sugar, and juices are pure sugar. Um, it's very different to drink a juice than to eat uh, you know, eat a f- full fruit. When you eat a fruit, you actually are eating the fruit with fiber and also are taking in um, the juice along with it. And it's harder for your body to absorb those sugars when you're eating the fruit that, that goes along with, with the, 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 the juice. When, then when you have the juice all by itself and you drink it, it's actually tantamount to just basically <coughs> drinking a glass of sugar. So um, <coughs> I'm not a big fan of the juices. I know they taste good because I honestly love a good orange juice, but um, I don't remember the last time I actually had a glass of orange juice because it messes up my metabolism. It messes up my carbohydrate metabolism. It messes up my sugars. It messes up my triglycerides. So I, I try to stay away from that, and I tell my patients the same. Um, so that's a biggie. Um, so those are really the big ones I recommend. In certain circumstances, I may recommend iodine, uh, specifically in patients who have low iodine levels, and we test that in blood. Um, And patients who have thyroid issues or have fibrocystic breast changes, or even some hormone issues like testosterone issues, giving a little bit of iodine when checked and monitored appropriately um, can actually help alleviate or possibly uh, reverse some of these conditions uh, in in certain circumstances, Um, and it may support that type of health. So those are just the biggies. Other things I may add in is magnesium. Magnesium is a great vitamin I, uh, I'll give to patients, specifically if they're anxious or nervous before they go to bed. It helps calm people down. Other things it may help is with, with blood pressure. It may help with, um, with also uh, other uh, metabolite issues uh, like 
potassium. Um, so I, I like magnesium. It happens to be a, a, a great supplement that we, we actually will offer quite often. Um, and those are really the biggies. Those are really the biggies. I mean, there is vitamin A, which is great for vision. If your vitamin A levels are low, beta carotene. Uh, vitamin E is great also for uh, for, for uh, inflammation and, and metabolism. Um, oh, and I completely forgot. Oh, I completely forgot. I'm sitting here and I, I'm talking about all these vitamins. I completely forgot my fav- one of my favorites, vitamin K2. Vitamin K2 is a vitamin that um, we came upon quite accidentally. Uh, vitamin K2 specifically is um, in the in the same family as vitamin K1. You know, you're thinking, okay, there's K1, there's K2. They're probably very similar. It turns out those two vitamins are not similar at all. Vitamin K1 counteracts a medicine that we uh, give to patients called Coumadin or Warfarin. And what it does is it prevents, um, it prevents that from that medicine from working. Coumadin and Warfarin is actually a blood thinner. Um, vitamin K2 has nothing to do with that. Actually, vitamin K2, quite interestingly, um, is... Uh, part and parcel of um, the system to allow calcium out of arteries and putting it back into bone. Um, and so vitamin K2 may be very instrumental in helping people with bone health as well as cardiovascular health by taking calcium out of arteries and putting it back into bone. Uh, again, this has to be recommended by your doctor. I wouldn't recommend taking things without talking to your healthcare provider or your, or your physician assistant nurse practitioner just to get a better insight. Um, but those are just some of the, the big vitamins that I happen to personally like um, and will recommend on a regular basis. I even throw sometimes aged garlic in there as well, a great vitamin for um, for uh, reversing coronary calcification as well as um, possibly improving um, your immune system. I will tell you there are 3 billion vitamins out there. You can go to, you know... Uh, the vitamin shop, you can go to GNC, and you'll see that there are oodles and oodles of vitamins out there. Each one of them, each herb, each uh, mineral has its own purpose under the sun, um, and each one really should be uh, taken under the advice of the, your medical professional because they can they can guide you appropriately in terms of dosing. Um, and uh, that's really all I would discuss about this time because there's a heck of a lot more I could, but I think it would be overwhelming. Um, and it's quite nerdy, actually, to to actually talk about vitamins, but I actually thought it was quite interesting. Um, And with that, this is Warrior Health, Dr. Adam Slaver. Thank you for joining me and talking about vitamins. (laughs) 